106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Which brings me to May 30th, 2020. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up, they waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They did. Imagine your dumbest, most officious kindergarten teacher takes a ton of acid and then becomes vice president. She's not sober. There's like mescaline or something. Why does this woman who's never had children talk to every adult she ever meets like they are a child? It's so, so peculiar. The infantile, creepy nature of this administration. He is the smartest man I know. A president whose son's laptop from hell gets taken over and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Well, look, uh... Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop. Forgot to pick it up, and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. We have great confidence in our son. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed, Pa. <laughs> Now, at what point does the father get angry? You know, like, this kid is not working out well for me. I smoke more hungry John than anyone you'd know. He's smoking cheese on my knees. You know what's worse than this? I mean, who cares? These people. They probably smoke more Parmesan cheese than anyone. <laughs> the Biden infrastructure bill has a provision that requires all new cars to install an alert system that goes off when you leave a baby in the back seat, which is something done only by crackheads and people who sadly, yes, do it on purpose. And after every one of us winds up bearing the cost for cars to install this alarm, you know who's going to ignore it? Crackheads and people who do it on purpose. <laughs> Democrats no longer possess the common sense to understand that not every problem in the world can be fixed with a regulation. But don't tell that to the advocacy groups who also want every future car in America to only start when the driver blows into a breathalyzer. Oh, great, my other car is a Karen. <laughs> you know, it's also not safe to drive when you're crying. Should we make a car that follows your texts and stops the engine when you're dumped? Racism is bad. How about a car that won't start unless you play a message about tolerance from George Takei? Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? Well, it's a long story, but here are the highlights, and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government and had been doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director, Richard Helms, at the White House. During the conversation, which thankfully was tape recorded, Nixon suggested he knew 
quote, who shot John, meaning President John F. Kennedy. Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination, which we now know it was. Helms's telling response, total silence. But for Nixon, it didn't matter because it was already over. Four days before, on June 19th, the Washington Post had published the first of many stories about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. Last question. If you could offer one sentence of counsel to the President of the United States, what would you say, Tom? Resign. <laughs> no, I can't end the program on that. If you could offer one sentence of counsel to some 20-year-old kid who's watching this webcast, and by the way, when, when we put up a notice that you're going to appear on Twitter or Face, you are a rock star to college kids. I want you to know that. So there's, 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 there's hope. You're, 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 you're reaching people. No, no. Uh, it's, it's not over till it's over, as Yogi Berra said. And uh, I would say to this young person, if we, through some miracle, get through this, please take to heart the lesson of what happens when you vote on the basis of uh, rhetoric and symbolism and instead of using your mind. Uh, it doesn't matter how smart you are unless you stop and think. Kept getting sidetracked here, but here we go. We're starting. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, and this is episode 202, appearing on February 11, 2023. So uh, if you ever need to look back on this, there you have it. Hope you're doing okay. I'm up here in Northern California on the left coast, sitting here today working on this, and then Tanner uh, is going to slick it up and get it on the internet for you and get it on our website. Tanner Martis, M-A-R-D-I-S, he's down in Texas, once lived on the left coast doing some work up here, but he is a Texan, so there he is down there with his family. And uh, he does a great job. We get compliments all the time on, oh, who does that? How come it sounds so good? I said, well, it's because of this guy named Tanner down there in Conroe, Texas. Then I have uh, in the live show, you might listen to the live show sometimes. That's Live with Lou on Saturday mornings, left coast, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And you might listen to us on live uh, if you're very far away. The way to go get that is on live stream. You can go to three, Live 365, the word L-I-V-E 365, the number, Dot com and then just put the call letters of KMYC in there and you'll be able to listen live and listen to whatever's going on. If it's between 10 and 1 on Saturday mornings, that's me. So the show, we cover some similar material and the clips are kind of the same, but we do also some uh, unique stuff and being live, we can change it up if we wish as we go along and focus on one thing versus the other. 
But just want to let you know that's there. And then there's a, we have a Facebook page live with Lou, which we post a variety of things on our podcast and other articles and different things live with Lou Facebook page. L O U is a, is a, uh, the way of the spelling. Um, you can reach me at my cell phone number. That's the only number I use nowadays, 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. Text me, call me anytime you want. If you want to try to talk live, you might think of the fact that I'm on the left coast, okay? And also, you can email me if you want to send me a clip or you want to send me an article to look at or anything, uh, some people do that. They help me by doing that and sharing what they're finding. And uh, that is Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little scratchy throat today. Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com, L-O-U. And uh, that obviously is connected to our website where we post all our old uh, or past episodes at NoHostagesRadio.com. I wanted to ask you if you have a problem with um, when you're being called upon by the government to give testimony or to provide explanation or to send in a tax return or a report or whatever that you're held to liability of telling the truth. You know how that works. You sign things. By signing this, you're saying that all the other information above it that you wrote and filled out and explained is the truth, right, is honest. But if the government lies to you, they are immune. Did you know that? They just get away with it. So when you go in and ask for something like, oh, can you explain where this money's going? Oh, well, you'll have to file a Freedom of Information Act request for that. And then it will take a minimum. The law says they get 10 days, but usually they never uh, they never comply within 10 days. What they do is send that request from whatever agency in your county or city or whatever. They send it to a bunch of attorneys that work for that jurisdiction, and then they keep it for a long time. Then they'll send it back and say, well, we'll give them this, but we're not going to give them that. We'll give them this, but we're not, or we're not going to give them anything. And so it's interesting that we call ourselves a democratic republic, but really we've become communist. Why do I say that? Because it's not what the label is. It's how people live and behave and they, how they operate the government. So now we have a government that is not transparent, and the only way to get them to be honest, transparent just means honest, right? The only way to get the government to be transparent or honest is to sue them, to take them to court. And we know there's various organizations that are national organizations that constantly are suing agencies of the government to get the information that should be available to us free of charge and without arm twisting. But it, it's very difficult to get because they have become accustomed to lying. They have become accustomed to lying. And you can look at any news thing that's kind of controversial going on at the local level or the state level or the federal level, and all stories come out. The story continues to change. You get bullshitted left and right throughout the whole thing until you finally get to the bottom of it, and then they just say, well, well, okay, 
They don't care. They just don't care. And then they get their undies in a bundle because you're questioning their integrity. Isn't that interesting? They act no different than the common criminal. Because the common criminal, when you question their integrity, they get all up in, up in arms. Hey, what do you, hey, hey, dude, you're disrespecting me. Hey, dude, how come, how come you're doing that to me, right? And they act all put out that how dare you question them. Well, we question them because uh, it's kind of like the boy that cried wolf. And after a couple of times, the townspeople just said, that guy's a liar. I'm not going to believe that guy, even if it does happen, his bad. Even when it does really happen and he's calling out for help, his bad. Because now he's, he's established himself as a liar. And our city councils and our supervisors and on up the chain have established themselves as dishonest not not uh, transparent in any way and not helpful to the public to understand how the system works. And I'll give you an example. The fact that you have to file a Freedom of Information Act request to get information of any kind is ridiculous. And that's one step. The fact that the meetings are conducted at a time least advantageous for the average citizen to attend is a form of uh, being elusive and having a closed door to the public. Even though people say, oh, you know, when I get into office, my door's going to be open. Oh, I'm going to be Mr. Transparent. Oh, we're going to be for the people. No, you're not for the people. You're not for the people at all. Everything in government is conducted for the benefit of the employees of the government and to hell with the citizens. You think you're doing us a favor if you actually give us information that we're entitled to without hesitancy on your part. But that's the way it is. And uh, the people, the people, it's interesting if people vote for things that are put on the ballot, like we're going to give you more water resources and more flood protection so we don't run out of water. Then what do they do with the money? They, they use it for something else. Lie, 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 lie. Right? It's just constant. And, you know, liars that have become so prolific, they have no conscience. The Bible says that people can get to a place where their conscience is seared. It's kind of like getting calluses on your hands. The first time you use, use a shovel, you get lots of blisters, and, man, you know you use a shovel that day. Pretty soon you get calluses, and it's just like having a big old thick pair of leather gloves on. And that's how this is. That's what conscience, that means a conscience no longer is sensitive to violations of righteousness or the truth or honesty. So it's just like, eh, we don't tell them. We'll just tell them this. Tell them that. Tell them this. Don't do that. Just blow it off. Manipulate. Manipulation. Hide stuff. Conduct that business at another time when the public can't see it. That's the way it is. And then you wonder why people don't have any confidence in elected officials anymore. Why should they? They've been burned too many times. Burned too many times. 
<clears throat> I want to ask you this. This is this is interesting. General Michael Flynn brought this up the other day on a video. It said that Vice President Joe Biden visited Ukraine, the country of Ukraine. There's 100, I think, in 92 or 94, 96 countries in the world. One country is called Ukraine. He visited Ukraine 12 to 13 times. Not in the eight years he was vice president. Do you know that sometimes presidents in their entire term of office, four to eight years, never go to many countries of the world, never even visit them, right? No big deal. General Flynn said Vice President Biden went <clears throat> to Ukraine 12 to 13 times, not in his four years as vice president, not in his eight years, but in his last year as vice president. Do you think that's odd? Have you ever in your life of following the presidency and the vice president, you know how they say, oh, President so-and-so is going to go to El Salvador. He's going to do a uh, Latin American tour. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And uh, have you ever heard of anybody going to one country, vice president or president, 12 to 13 times in 12 months? That's like once a month. Don't you think that's strange? And don't you think that's something worthy with all the hullabaloo about vice president or now president Biden and his son and all and and the, the sons of Pelosi and the sons of Kerry and all these other sons that are over there uh, making money illegally. Don't you think that's worthy of anybody to bring up besides General Flynn? who got trashed and thrown under the bus illegally by the FBI? Don't you think that's worthy of saying that should be investigated? General Flynn is asking that all of these trips need to be investigated. That's See, Flynn is normal. Flynn is not your swamp creature, liar. And we think, oh, the swamp is back in Washington. You know, the local supervisors always want to point down south towards Sacramento. Don't do that, guys. Just point towards each other. Your swamp creatures here. Flynn is asking a good question. When in the history of the world has, has someone visited one country, a dignitary from a country, 12 to 13 times? It's unbelievable, people. It is unbelievable. But we don't take time to even... Why don't we ask those questions? Because the average person is not privy to those statistics. Flynn was because he was in charge of uh, security for the United States of America for a time under Obama and then for a brief few days under Trump. But he knows he, get, he has access to these things. You know, sometimes in the in the uh, day we're living in, the culture we're living in, and the country we're living in, Things are changing, 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 and they just kind of creep up on us like a slowly heating pot. And we just kind of get used to things being really bad. <coughs> and that's why I like memes, M-E-M-E-S. So one of my friends sent this, posted it on social media, and it says, I want you to think about this. This is our times. 
Pedophilia is not a sexual preference. That's where it's being treated at right now. Pedophilia is not a sexual preference. Bugs are not food. mRNA injections are not vaccines. Men are not women. The news is not real. Climate change is not a threat. The government is not your friend. I want to ask you what you think about the spy balloon, the balloon. And all kinds of jokes are being made about it. There's like balloons that have been photoshopped and there's Kentucky fried chicken hanging from one. And then there's, there's Chinese food hanging from another, a box of Chinese takeout. There's Hunter Biden hang, hanging from balloons in his underwear. Joke, 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 joke. You know what the joke is? The biggest joke is our, our U.S. military. I watched a, an Air Force where we're located here. I'm not sure. I have no idea who's listening or where you're from. We're located next to one of the top, maybe the top spy base of the U- United States Air Force with U-2s and SR-71s and drones. And they've had all kinds of stuff out there over the years. And there was an Air Force guy that was being interviewed by the media. And he was so arrogant when people, they were asking like, well, what do you know about this, this balloon? And what do you think it is? And how, how does that thing get off just floating, floating across the United States? And, you know, he wasn't going to answer anything typical of the government today. And he says, if you want to know something about it, then just look up and look at it. I thought, oh, that's really great, man. Uh, that's all there is to it for the people that actually are, in the state where it's floating over, <clears throat> just look at it. And that's all the information you're going to give us. That's typical of our government right now at all levels. And it's, uh, treating people and despising the citizens, treating people poorly, denigrating the people, the citizens, it says this on this article, it says, what's going on? Question mark. U.S. military now says there were six Chinese spy balloons spotted during the Trump years, but no one notified President Trump. President Trump was quoted, I think, as saying, in fact, I may have a clip on it here today, uh, talked about if that would have been in his time, he would have shot the thing down. Well, then some of these military guys that are swampers that were anti-Trump, but they were serving under Trump said, oh, there were lots of lots of balloon sightings. We just we just wouldn't tell the president of the United States. We're just running this country without him. Oh, really? So this this uh, schematic here, aerial shot of the world shows. One, two, three, four, five, six balloons they claim were sighted under Trump and only four under the blue under Biden years. Really? And nobody talks about them? So one of the other listeners just sent me a clip that tells about a story from the 1950s where the government of the United States created balloons that you could attach a nuclear device to and literally explode it <coughs> up in the atmosphere. 
above a country and blow out their electric, uh, electric system, the entire electric grid of a country. No, no, I guess there was no concern. Somebody said, oh, they let it finally get out over the ocean and then shot it because it was going to, debris was going to fall down. Really? Well, if the debris was bombs, which now some people say there were, you know, I mean, it's just like people are just played off as fools. Like you're just stupid fools. Go buy your groceries, go home and drink your beer and watch your football. And uh, you don't deserve any further information. Do you know that the only record of, of an attack on the United States by the Japanese during World War II was balloons with bombs attached to them that were the goal was to go off <clears throat> when they finally landed. And the only record of people dying from Japanese attack on the United States in this country, the continental United States, was some church teenagers that went for a picnic after church one day with their pastor and his wife up in Oregon. And they came across a bomb that had not exploded and they began to toy around with it and it blew up and blew them all up. You can read about it. You can just do an internet search. So you think, oh, balloons, oh, it's just a big joke. Not really. Wasn't a joke for those teenagers. And I find it interesting. You know, we've had U-2 spy planes shot down. Was it over Russia? I think it was over Russia. Gary Powers. We've had all kinds of things shot down. And, and we just think, oh, you don't have, a, you don't have a, a right to be concerned about this. But, the, but like I mentioned earlier, the stored story just keeps changing. One lie after another lie after another lie. We're going to take a break right now. we got five more segments coming up. And uh, hang tight if you wish. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I yield two minutes to the gentlelady from the great state of New York, Nicole Maliotakis. The gentlewoman from New York is recognized for two minutes. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. We've heard uh, from my colleagues the reasons why uh, the representative Omar should be re removed from this committee. Uh, and, but I feel like all the reasons have not just yet been stated, which is why I rise to add for the record. Um, we've heard about the comments that were made regarding anti-Semitism and anti-Israeli views, but I rise to add to the record that uh, as a member of the Foreign Affairs Committee, I've sat there and heard the representative actually spew anti-American rhetoric as well. I've been in that committee room where the representative equates Israel and the United States to Hamas and the Taliban. Absolutely unacceptable for a member of that committee. I've also heard the representative quote that it is the United States' fault that there is turmoil in Venezuela. That is not because of the oppressive socialist and communism that has spread throughout Central and South America in Venezuela at the hands of the Maduro and Hugo Chavez regimes. That is unacceptable. 
And as a New York representative, to hear the representative belittle, to try to diminish the worst of terrorist attack on United States soil on September 11, 2001, as some people did something, that is unacceptable as well. And I hold the same standard for this side of the aisle that I do the other. Because when another colleague on my side said something about 9-11, I also voted to have her removed from the Education Committee because I thought that was inappropriate. So I'm being consistent here, and I hope my colleagues will do the same to show that this is about consistency and accountability. Because we should not have an individual with those views on the committee that is tasked with representing our country and our Congress to foreign nations. I yield back. But this is actually not about race. This is actually an issue of public safety. And if I call this, if I call this an invasion, sir, I'm not racist. I can assure you I'm not racist. What I can assure you is that I want to make sure that fentanyl doesn't indiscriminately kill any race, religion, color, or creed. Because fentanyl doesn't care where you're from. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. Fentanyl kills indiscriminately. This gentleman right here works his tail off every single day to stop that from happening. Now, there's been a break in the dam, and that's pretty obvious. Because a couple of years ago, of course, we had some problems, but it wasn't amplified to the level that we are seeing every single day. And the reason why we have to be careful with what we call and what we deem racist moving forward in the future is because we, stop, we, stop lose, we start to lose focus on what the actual problem is. This administration, the Democrat Party, unfortunately, uses race as a scapegoat for everything. And as somebody that wants to make sure that we do attack racist issues when they do occur, we can't be the boy who cried wolf and blame racism all the time. I am here to hold this administration accountable to understand that there are issues of race that need to be addressed. And sir, this ain't one of them. I applaud some of your actions in El Paso. It sounds like you're doing some great things. But I'm going to tell you, as being born and raised in Texas, living in Houston, we have a problem. And this problem has precipitated over the course of the past two years. That is a fact. I get working together. I get reaching across the aisle. But this morning, I can't believe that we had a one-hour debate over whether or not we should sing the Pledge of Allegiance before we convene every day. One hour. That, to me, is antithetical to the point of this meeting today. I implore you all to be careful with using race because your son's no longer here. And I'm sorry. There's 100,000 sons and daughters that are no longer here because of fentanyl last year. Did you hear the story? about the kid who was outside the Democratic fundraiser, fundraiser selling kittens. <laughs> when the people came out from the fundraiser, he was holding up the kittens and he was saying, buy a Democrat kitten. Well, a couple of weeks later, the Republicans held a fundraiser in the same place. And when they came out there, it was the same kid with the kittens. And he said, buy a Republican kitten. And one of the members of the press who'd seen him there two weeks before said, wait a minute, kid, you were selling these kittens the last time as Democrat kittens. How come the Republican kittens now? Kid says, because now they got their eyes open. 
the 2023 State of the Union Address, or as I call it, the Wonders of Adderall. The slur of the Union started out with a kiss. Kamala's husband planted a big wet one on the mouth of Dr. Jill. They call her Dr. Jill. Like Peter Stroke and Lisa Page. Oh, Peter, I love you. Oh, Lisa, I love you too. The FBI lovebirds. What a disgrace. Sleepy Joe Biden used the word folks more than I've ever used the phrase believe me, which is a lot when you think about it. Believe me. And I want to congratulate Sleepy Joe for creating more new words than any president in the history of our great country. He says the State of the Union is strong, and that's fake news. China's flying balloons over our great country, and we will only be strong when I return to the White House and make America great again. We've gone from fat acceptance to fat celebration. But let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a fat 90-year-old? <laughs> no one pretended there was positivity in smoking. Fat activist Ted Kyle, founder of Conscient Health, says the media and public needs to stop catastrophizing obesity. Okay, A, they're not catastrophizing it, and B, they should be. <laughs> Poor diet is the leading cause of mortality in the United States. New York Times. It's literally a national security issue now. Military recruitment is down by the most since the end of the draft because mainly 17 to 24-year-olds are too fat to fight. If you're in any way participating in this joyful celebration of gluttony that goes on now, you have blood on your hands. Full stop. All right, welcome back. Uh, starting our, if you're new to us, our second segment out of uh, six. I wanted to give a uh, reminder if you have, uh, in fact, I had a, a text the other day. Someone said, hey, who's that excavator service? My mom needs an excavator or a backhoe service. So I texted him this, Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. That's Israel Garcia's operation. He works out of Yuba County, but he'll work all over Northern California. And he's at, uh, if you need some help with some uh, moving some dirt around or digging some ditches or footings or a hole for collect some water or whatever, you can reach him at 530-300-6010-300 and then 6010 text or call. Also, you can reach out to All Power Services and my friends over there that just repair all the, all the mechanisms in town from weed eaters and mowers. Uh, to big rigs and cars and everything imaginable. If it's got power associated with it, all power services puts it back in action. You can reach them at text or call at 530-8440347, Will and Josh are the main guys over there, but they have a couple co-workers that uh, I think there's four of them working together now. And they will fix you really quick. They're at 1469 Stewart Road, really easy to get to right off the freeway uh, from 99 on to Stewart and go west, 1469 Stewart Road. 
and they will fix you up. 844-0347, All Power Services. And uh, we thank them for helping us and being our friends here, keeping us going. So this uh, story of this spy balloon, they called a spy balloon from the beginning, you know. Then they said, it says on Saturday, the Biden regime admitted that the China spy balloon was first spotted a week earlier in Alaska. Flew from there into Canada and then down into the U.S. On Tuesday, the balloon entered Idaho and crossed the U.S. for the next four days. A China spy balloon was then shot down after it left U.S. territory and collected all of its data for the Chinese. Once it got done with its job, then we shot it down. It just seems like we wanted them to have whatever information they got from whether they was looking at all our missile silos or whatever, whatever. Just lolly, you know, no big deal. China and us, we're like good. We're blood brothers. The fake news media on Saturday played cleanup for the Biden administration. They hoped to convince America the spy balloon. They cross U.S. all the time. Just like, oh, do we do it all? I don't know. Do we do it all the time? I don't know. And they, the fake news said it happened all the time during the Trump years. <clears throat> on Saturday, Fox News reporter pushed back on these claims. She said Michael Bolton, Rick Grinnell, former Defense Sec- Secretary Mark Esper, and others who said they had never heard of this happening before. And if it did occur, they were not notified, which is just as bad. I agree. Even DNI John Ratcliffe and Secretary Mattis, you know, old Mad Dog Mattis, who didn't seem as tough as he was put up to be, all of them said it was a big old lie that the Biden administration said happened all the time during the Trump years. You know, when the military constantly changes its story or our own government, we're screwed, people. It isn't just, it ain't cool. It is like, oh, no big deal. Drink a beer. It's no big deal. They're liars. We have a, we have a, we don't have a government that is serving us. We have a government that's ripping us off and popping the sack right on our face. They want us now to believe that the intelligence community knew all about these balloons and never told the leaders of this United States. But now the military and intelligence community have been caught in a lie once again. How often? Is it weekly we do lies now? Are these treasonous acts? Do they want China to know that? It's crazy that they just allow the Chinese balloon. (coughs) It used to be when planes got near our airspace, we would send up our own planes. Foreign planes got near our airplanes airspace, we'd send up our own planes to come alongside them and remind them they're out of their own spot and to leave. You're not welcome here. But we just let this balloon go across. No big deal. I realize that you don't have, you can't do much about it. I'm just telling you where we are as a country. Where we are as a country. I talked to you a while back about a case that uh, I've been supporting. I started supporting this group called the Thomas More Society. Let me see if I can get to the first page. 
And uh, oh, I thought their address was beyond. Here it is. Thomas More Society. It's M-O-R-E, like more food, not W-O, not, not M-O-O-R-E. Thomas, T-H-O-M-S, like common spelling Thomas, More, M-O-R-E Society. You know why I like them? You could go to thomasmoresociety.org. You know why I like them? Because they're not afraid to stand up for people's rights. So they got a number of cases, but one I talked about recently is the FBI has been, uh, unless it's a, a Democrat, the FBI, if it's a conservative or religious person, they, they raid them in the middle of the night, put the parents in handcuffs and haul them off right in front of all the kids. And they bring CNN with them. It's a whole setup. It's a whole media ploy. So they, they uh, Mark Halk, who I think Mark is, there's one guy that's a former pastor, and there's another guy that's a Catholic guy, and I can't remember which Mark is, but Mark has seven kids. And he was he used to drive two hours to do sidewalk counseling. That means you just stand on the sidewalk and pray. You don't block the doorway to the abortion clinic, but you pray. And if a if a person comes along that you think might be going in <clears throat> for services, you ask them if they want any literature, and you might strike up a conversation with them. Well, that's free. That's freedom of speech. It, the sidewalk is public domain. And so Mike Mark Halk had been doing that and bringing his son for years and years and years. And uh, <clears throat> but there's a thing called the FACE Act that was passed to say you can't block an abortion clinic and keep women from going into the clinic. Well, he wasn't blocking anybody. But there was what they call a, a, a clinic escort. Those are people that volunteer, a lot of times are paid, to go out and escort the woman in and walk her in so she's not bothered, Right. So these guys were standing out there marking his 12-year-old son, and this escort, who was not escorting anybody in, was coming out and harassing them and calling them a lot of names, like a faggot, and calling the 12-year-old a faggot, and uh, just calling them de- demeaning names. And so finally, the dad had had enough and pushed the guy back and said, leave my boy alone. Now, every, every red-blooded friend, male that I know, would do exactly the same thing righteous act put the guy in his place and if he doesn't back off knock the guy totally out right so the guy uh filed a a complaint with the local police and they said this is ridiculous we're not going to do anything about it we're not going to file charges no nobody was hurt you started it da, da 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 so everybody looked into it and did nothing but the Biden administration, the Department of Justice, with Merrick Garland, who's a little pussy, they were looking for some some things to push back on Roe versus Wade. So they, instead of calling Mark Hauk and having him come in for an interview or going over during the middle of the day and talking to him and maybe arresting him, they did a raid in the middle of the night. This guy's a Christian guy, right? He's either a former pastor or he's the guy that the Catholic guy that has men's groups and stuff. So they arrested him and he just got to go into court. And of course they talk about it here. When this was written, it says we object to the slanted jury instructions in the Mark Houck's trial. So they were defending Mark Houck that, but I'm not going to get into this now because Mark Houck's case was settled. He was found innocent by the jury. 
found innocent by the jury. And the, and the judge turned around and said that he thought the government was super overreaching trying to get him to be convicted. So I'm going to give a shout out. And also David Delighton, who had exposed Planned Parenthood selling baby parts off their aborted babies, which everybody should have been happy that he exposed that. But instead, he's facing felonies. And they're still, they're still defending him. It's been years now they're fighting this case, trying to keep him out of prison. You think we're in a righteous Judeo-Christian uh, country where we have justice, where justice is served? You ever, you've ever seen movies where we've had corrupt justices and corrupt legislators? That's what we have right now. And so we have these guys that are like David Daleiden, who was doing our our society a favor. Don't do you does do you know anyone that supports the selling of baby parts, parting out of babies like we do a car? I'm sure there are some. Some people like to eat babies, and some people uh, burn them on altars. So we also have a Christian worker that was fired for refusing to read gay literature to children. You think we should read gay literature to children in school at Bright Horizons Children's Center? Well, this person said, I'm not going to do that, and uh, they fired that person. So Thomas More is defending all these people, and I really encourage you to donate towards these guys and other attorneys you can do it online at thomasmoresociety.org. And I'm so thrilled for Mark Halk and his family. There's another family that they're also, they arrested both these guys for doing basically the same thing, <clears throat> not violating the law. They were arrested. They, they not only were arrested, but they were made fools of by the FBI. The FBI is no longer the FBI we thought we had when you grew up, if you're my age. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Thomas More Society and Tom Breha, who is the founder and chief counsel of that organization. There are other organizations like them, by the way. So I wanted to talk to you some uh, also about crazy stuff going on with the, the, uh, the vaccine, the, the jab, and it's killing people left and right. Uh, it's damaging people. It's ruining. It's giving them blood clots. It's doing all kinds of things. <coughs> so you remember uh, DeMar Hamlin, right, with the Buffalo Bills? And uh, everybody prayed on the field, and they said, oh, yeah, well, he got this syndrome that he got this, uh, he got injured, injured by running into this other player. Not true. I thought that the Buffalo Bills were one of the most vaccinated pe- teams in the league, but I, since doing more research, I found that's not necessarily true. The owners were super vaccine advocates and wanted their entire team to be vaccinated, but they couldn't force them. But DeMar Hamlin probably got the vaccine because he was a rookie and probably didn't want to piss off the, the owners. And the owners are the Pegula family, P-E-G-U-L-A, made billions of dollars in the oil industry. God bless them. I'm all for that. Nothing against that. 
But the Bagula family, <clears throat> they bought the hockey team up there in Buffalo, and they also bought the Bills. And uh, so I didn't realize all this happened. <clears throat> but prior to DeMar Hamlin uh, having his episode, and by the way, nobody's been seeing him regularly, so we're just assuming he's alive, but he may not be doing so hot. And my hunch is that he took the jab and he's got a heart problem that he's never, never coming back to football. Now, the interesting thing is before he had a problem, Pim Kim, the wife, uh, who is a, a operating operations officer for the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, she's big. She's not a housewife. She is a, an operator for the Bills, a manager. And, um, uh, so she went on big time that everybody, she was a poster girl to get the jab. And lo and behold, she had a big funky heart attack and it damaged her brain. And she had disappeared and hadn't been seen in public for months. And people went, where's Kim? Where is Kim? She's always everywhere, you know. She's like, she's like the big dog running things. You'd see her at the games. You see her here. Her husband's name is Terry Pagula. And uh, he's he's a lot older guy. He was down in with Getty Oil in 1973 down in Texas. And then he went out on his own and he married Miss Pagula in 1993. And they had some kids. They had kids together and apart and all those kind of things. And unfortunately, Mrs. Pagula took the jab, and then had a very severe heart attack and has damaged her ability to function. They, you may have heard her, their daughter, Jessica Pagula, who's one of the top three female tennis players in the world. So, but then it didn't stop there. Their announcer, by the name of Murphy, John Murphy, he had a stroke, and he's out. He isn't dead, but he's not working no more. Now, I'm not making fun of these people. I'm, I'm ticked. In fact, I'm more ticked than the average person. These are real people with real families. <clears throat> and so why are we even talking about this? Because the media is covering it up. And the government is covering it up. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to find out about it. They don't want to know about it. They don't want to tell you about their lives. Can't, uh, the daughter, Jessica, says, Today my mom is still in recovery, although it is the same answer every time someone asks me. It is true. She is improving every day. She's dealing with significant expressive aphasia and significant memory issues. She can read, write, and understand pretty well, but she has trouble finding the words to respond. Listen, she, this girl, this woman's life has been changed forever because she thought she believed in the, the Pfizer vax. By the way, did you, you, you realize that Pfizer sponsored the Grammys? I don't watch those things. I don't have a television. If Even if it was super duper, I don't even have a television. I'd see it on YouTube. But do you realize the whole theme of the Grammys was Satan, Satanic? Did you pick that up at all? 
or are you just super dull out there? Well, it's, it's so ironic that Pfizer would sponsor the satanic Grammys. Just thought I'd throw that in. Jessica turns 29 this month. She said her tennis career may be over. Uh, and she may go to work in the family business, as it appears Kim is permanently disabled. Now, that's just really sad, really sad. So we have people dying and being sick all over. We have a brother of a Buffalo Bills tight end, Dawson Knox. You know, you heard of Dawson Knox, Buffalo Bills tight end. His brother plays for the Florida International University, Luke Knox, died suddenly on August 17th in his dorm room from cardiac arrest. Oh, just common college kids, high school kids going down cardiac arrest. People all receiving the jab, folks. This guy says that the COVID, this is the COVID blog, the NFL and the powers that be at large are holding their collective breath this week. The Hamlin collapse on Monday Night Football was seen by a few million Americans. The Super Bowl this Sunday will be seen by 200 million across the globe. It was bad enough that three reporters died at the World Cup last year. If a halftime show dancer or sideline reporter collapses during the Super Bowl, that's one thing. But if a player collapses on Sunday, especially with the recent stories of Kim Pagula, Damar Hamlin, and John Murphy, says stay vigilant and protect your friends and loved ones. Well... In Argentina, Santino Godoy Blanco, four-year-old, who starred, he was like the poster boy for a national vaccine campaign, just dropped dead, four years old. Listen, folks, that's too old for SIDS. <coughs> so he dropped dead. They were promoting measles, mumps, polio, rubella, all the vaccines. Go get loaded up. And he got all loaded up. Cute little guy. Now he's in the grave. We'll be right back. We got third segment coming right up. Hang on. If you want to keep something precious, you got to lock it up and throw away the key. Want to hold on to your possession. Midnight, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, Newsmax was removed from DirecTV, DirecTV Stream, and UVerse, denying 13 million customers this highly rated news channel. This is not the first time that we've seen this, and I'm afraid that it won't be the last time that we are seeing this here in our great country. OAN was deplatformed by DirecTV in April of 2022. So what's next? Fox News? Will the Weather Channel be canceled next if they refuse to bow to the left's altar of climate change? What about the History Channel? We see on a regular basis the left wants to erase history and deny truth. How about TBN? There has definitely been an increase in disdain and intolerance um, by many liberals for Christian beliefs, simply by saying we love Jesus. 
So is TBN next? Americans are tired of cancel culture. Conservatives are not being treated fairly. We're the ones who are censored by big tech. We're the ones targeted and called domestic terrorists when moms and dads show up at school board meetings. We're the ones targeted by the IRS because our organizations have the word patriot in their name. If you're a conservative pastor, the government persecutes you. If you're a liberal pastor, well, Joe Biden shows up to your church, whether he realizes he's there or not. And yet now we're faced with Newsmax, a conservative news organization followed and watched again by millions of Americans. And it has been removed from DirecTV. Newsmax is the fourth most watched news channel, but they've been removed for hyper-political reasons. So what can be done? I've been asked time and time again, what do we do to rein in the censorship and the oppression of conservatives? Because free and open speech is worth fighting for. The First Amendment in our Constitution defends our freedom of speech. And that's something that we will continue to pursue, to preserve, and never let the left take away from us entirely. So here's where, we're, where we will start. AT&T, as long as you continue to, con to censor conservatives and attack the press, I will make it my personal mission to strip the wasteful, ridiculous federal subsidies you receive. AT&T, DirecTV, and to all the woke corporations, this isn't a threat, it's absolutely a promise. If you continue to stifle free speech in this great country and muzzle the press corps, Congress will have no choice but to hold you accountable. And I promise you, my colleagues and I are happy to take you on to preserve free speech for all Americans. Yes, we have identified that the object in the sky is a Chinese spy balloon. We have collectively decided to allow this Chinese spy balloon to just fly across the United States and collect data and information on our country and simultaneously feed it back to the Chinese Communist Party. And many are asking why, why have you not shot down this Chinese spy balloon? And the answer to that is debris. If we were to shoot it down, there could be enormous ramifications for people on the Earth's surface. And we don't want people to get injured if this balloon you know, was to explode and all sorts of debris. It could be really, really catastrophic. Oh, and also another reason for not shooting down this Chinese spy balloon is we would like to be able to obtain any information that is on board the balloon. Shooting it down would destroy any information on board. And with that, I'll take questions. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Couldn't you just pull the balloon down, uh, find various weighted objects, lasso the balloon, and pull it to the Earth's surface? And that way, no data is destroyed and no one gets injured. Just pull it, pull it down. That's just, it's not a possibility. So, I mean, if we're able to you know, reland rockets and blow up asteroids in space. I thought we would be able to just pull a pull a balloon down to the Earth's surface. 
uh, that would be extremely, extremely difficult. Pretty much impossible. Well, I happened to bring my niece's balloon to this press briefing, and I just want to give you a quick demo, since maybe you guys haven't, haven't thought of this, but you would just pull it down like this and, and, and bring it to the Earth's surface. Just pull it down. It's, it's just a thought. I mean, you could, you could try it. Just pull it. Pull it down. Just throw it. I'm just throwing it out there. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a spy balloon from China. It's a Chinese spy balloon. And when I first heard about that, I thought Rosie O'Donnell and Stacey Abrams must have joined the Chinese military spy balloons, but that's not what happened. And the spy balloon apparently is higher than Hunter Biden. It's an incredible thing. And what is happening? We need to shoot that bad boy down. If I was your president, I would have called up President Xi and I would have said, listen, Xi, Winnie the Pooh. I call him Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to shoot down this balloon. And he would have said, please don't do that. And I said, you know what? We're going to do it. We're shooting down the balloon. We have to shoot it down right now. It's a national security threat, and Sleepy Joe is asleep at the wheel. It's a disgrace. Shoot down the balloon. It's what we have to do. Let me mention a couple more people. I got uh, Nellie Garcia. I've been working with this week. She's trying to get settled over there in her office. And I've been getting calls referring people to her. So if you need some legal work done, Nellie Garcia is the place to go. Somebody posted, I need, what did they say? They needed a will to be done or they needed something to be done. And I said, oh, yeah, go to North Valley Paralegal or a trust or something. North Valley Paralegal, that's Nellie Garcia. If you need some legal work done, She'll do it for you better, faster, happier, less price. She's over at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. That's in Yuba City, Suite 202A, 202A. She moved off Sutter Street, and uh, she's going to be there for probably less than a year, and then she'll buy a building. You can reach her by phone to make an appointment at 530-751-9289, 751-9289. She works nine. Night, uh, night and day, seven days a week. You don't see that a lot, and uh, but when you see it, those people are going to go someplace. North Valley Paralegal, eleven ten Civic Center Boulevard, right across from the Sheriff's Department in Sutter County. Also, I wanted to mention Allen's Auto Body. I just drove by there yesterday, and I, it looked like he just got f- fresh paint on his building. Man, it's bright yellow. It's canary yellow. You can't miss it. You don't even need to know the address. Just get over to Tea Garden at Sutter Street in Yuba City and take your, if your car got a broken part or ran into something or somebody ran into you or graffitied you or damaged your paint or whatever they did to the, anything to do with your car or maybe your seat belt broke or something, your seat broke or you need to get some of the, the, the uh, fixtures of your car repaired. 
Kevin Clark will do that for you and do it with a smile on his face and take good care of you in an honest way. And that's Allen's Auto Body. Allen's Auto Body at Tea Garden at Sutter. They got a landline they use, 530-671-1057. So I wanted to mention some more stuff here that happened. Um, If I can find my way back to it here. Uh, let's see. So anyway, we had this boy that was the, uh, poster boy for the jab and, um, he died and you think, oh, well, yeah, there's some kids that die. Yeah. These kids are dying right after they get the jabs, the problem. See, your logic is like, see, you know, it was so easy to attribute anybody dying during COVID. They didn't die of the flu. Did you know hardly anybody died in the flu, died of the flu when we had the COVID epidemic? No, they just called all those COVID, see? They wanted to create an epidemic. There really wasn't ever an epidemic. It was just an epidemic. It's called a psychological operation. They created an epidemic in your mind, right? You ever heard of living free in somebody's mind, living rent-free in somebody's mind? That's what the government did in our minds. They tried to live rent-free and torment us with the idea of we're all going to die. And they just took the normal illnesses that were at this time and said, you're all going to die of that, and you need to comply with all these rules so then we can give you injections every six months so then you won't die with that and you could live a normal life. But but you can't do. Do you think that a? Do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think that a diabetic <clears throat> who has to take injections all the time feels deep down that they're living a normal life? I don't think they do. I think they're thankful to be alive, but I don't think they're thinking I live a normal life, right? Do you think a person has a colostomy bag? Feels like they're living a normal life? No, I think they're happy to be alive, survive for a few more years. But I think they're probably limited with that colostomy bag, don't you think? So they lied to us and manipulated us and stole money from us, stole our businesses, stole our child's education, stole our freedom, and you feel okay about it, don't you? You're not going to do much about it. And... uh, so we got this Santino Godoy Blanco. He died. And then we have another uh, child. They're blaming, in fact, Santino's parents are blaming the doctors. And, you know, people blame people when their loved ones die. Yasmina Guevara, eight-year-old Argentina, a girl. We got a four-year-old boy. Now we have an eight-year-old girl. Dies after weeks of suffering. After getting the jab. And you know what the family did? They were so distraught, they went on Facebook, which they were used to, you know, when people go through tough times. We've had people here recently. I heard a gal that I know went online and and had a meltdown because it looked like her marriage was over. And she was hysterical. Other people go online when something else bad happens, right? So the family went on Facebook, and you know what happened? 
they censored them from Facebook. Here their son dies from the jab, and they won't allow them to express their bitterness and anger on Facebook, although people do that every day of the week on Facebook. They blow off steam on Facebook about someone cheating on them or stealing their drugs or stealing their money or ruining their car or cheating on them. <clears throat> right, they wear their feelings on their sleeve all over Facebook. But this, these parents grieving the eight-year-old daughter's death after really suffering and dying in pain, they blocked them. It says, "Do not vaccinate." They went on online and said, "Parents, do not vaccinate your children." You know, many times people devote themselves to saving other people when they're child dies needlessly from drunk driving or some mistake was done. They, they start organizations like mad mothers against drunk drivers, right? They start organization. I'm not, I'm not being facetious or making fun of it. I'm saying sometimes people make a cause that makes them feel good <clears throat> or they'll fight against suicide. So these parents are simply expressing themselves on Facebook saying, you can't do that when it comes to the jab because we endorse the jab even if it kills your kids. That's the way it is. You remember the Air Force cadet I talked about? He's a football player. He was walking to class and he dropped dead. They, you know what they're saying about him? Well, he came out and said, well, he had a blood clot. Well, the whole reason he had a blood clot, you know how when you break a bone and they say you got to be careful? I don't know how you, how you can be careful when you break a bone, right? You're healing up. But sometimes when you break a bone, I guess a blood clot can go from the injury area up into your heart and kill you. I've heard that before. <clears throat> but when they did the autopsy, if you don't read the article, if you just read the first line of the article, you think, oh, it didn't happen because of COVID shot. It happened because he had a blood clot because he broke his foot, a bone in his foot. But then if you keep reading the article, when they did the autopsy, you know what they found? They found an enlarged liver, an enlarged heart, and an enlarged spleen as well. Oh, that's nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. We're talking about a kid at the prime of his life, great shape, eats great, some of the healthiest people in the country, and he's got an enlarged liver, large heart, and spleen. Now, these people get physicals, folks. Athletes get physicals when they're going to play a sport. We used to get physicals when we were in grade school to play school sports. And these guys get physicals, and they got all kinds of trainers all over them, and this guy is packing a heart, liver, and spleen all enlarged. What did that all of a sudden? Breaking a bone in his foot? Oh, my. Well, lies, 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 lies. Didn't I tell you? Remember Dr. Lou went on. I was just talking to somebody else the other day. They were telling how, how great of a, a prescription hydroxychloroquine was. And I can't remember the situation, but they said, oh, yeah, we were taking hydroxychloroquine. <coughs> I forget who they said it was. All through the whole COVID thing, they, they just were taking something. They called it something different, but it was really hydroxychloroquine. Never got any COVID at all never got sick for the three years 
But Dr. Liu, our, our, what I call our death doctor, works for the Yuba Sutter Death Department. She went on Facebook or on uh, YouTube and said that hydroxychloroquine will damage your heart, kidneys, and lungs. She used the wrong term. She should have used remdesivir. But she, she casts fear into people's hearts for using something that really could have helped them during COVID. You know, the health officer in Adventist Health was not giving anybody to treat COVID if they went in with symptoms. If they were bad enough, they put them up on rendisivir in a vent and killed them, murdered them in the hospital. If they weren't bad, they just had a fever, they sent them home with no medication. All they'd have to do is give them some ivermectin or some hydroxychloroquine or a Z-pack or, or some vitamin D or zinc, and that would have taken care of it. The guy that lived next door to me, they just sent him home. He survived. He's a youngster, 20, 30 years old. But they just sent him home. I said, they give you any medication? No, nope, nothing. They just told me to stay in my room. Unbelievable. Talk about malpractice. Women are the sacrifice have been are being sacrificed for Pfizer's greater good. You remember the deal? We're all taking a shot for the greater good. If you're wearing the mask for the greater good, you're standing six feet apart to everybody else for the humanity's sake, right? Give your life for humanity. Remember that was the story. So a few weeks ago, Project Veritas released another bombshell piece of information. Undercover reporters lured Jordan Tristan Walker, Pfizer's Director of Research and Development for Strategic Operations and mRNA Scientific Planning, into a honey trap and got him to reveal that Pfizer was conducting gain-of-function research on COVID vaccine. Right? In other words, it's just another lie that's being exposed. No surprises here, right? So... But the other thing that came out is he said Walker admitted that Pfizer knew the mRNA vaccine was affecting women's menstrual cycles. Now, I think that's a big deal. I think most women would think that's a big deal. But Pfizer said the Pfizer experts said they didn't have any idea why. He says. There's something irregular about the menstrual cycle, so someone will have to investigate that someday. It's a little concerning. The COVID-19 vaccine shouldn't be interfering with menstrual cycles, so we really don't know. I hope we don't discover something really bad down the line, man. This is like the head of the, the, head of the whole department. <clears throat> I hope we don't find out that somehow the mRNA lingers in the body because it has to be affecting something hormonal to impact the menstrual cycles. Do you know that women in the first trimester, it caused babies to be aborted or miscarried? Women all along have been encouraged during this COVID thing to ignore their instincts, and they've been gaslighted for almost two years regarding the vaccine and, and their periods. Oh, it's probably all in your head. Oh, it'll, 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 it'll straighten out, right? Oh, it's maybe some stress you're going through, right? Gas, it's called gaslighting. In September of last year, emerging research confirmed that women themselves already knew, but it took an undercover operation for anyone to, at Pfizer to confirm or admit it. Walker had a cavalier attitude toward the women 
and about this information about the impacts of the shot on their menstrual cycle. He mentioned twice that looking into this medical phenomenon was going to happen down the line. And it really wasn't his problem. He also said, well, I hope the next generation isn't screwed up as a result of the lies because that scandal would be so bad it would prompt him to take Pfizer off his resume. Wow. <clears throat> you mean if it got really gnarly, you wouldn't want people to know that you work for Pfizer? You know, they just treat people like government treats us nowadays, like cows. We're just a cash cow. Lie to us, inject us, put masks on our face, tell us to take our kids out of school, jerk us around. It's not freedom, people. You're being managed like a communist country. You're being managed. And then you're being gaslighted. Oh, you're not smart. Oh, you're being rude. Oh, you're, you're not being kind. You're not loving because you're calling out the government on their lies and their hypocrisies and their mismanagement. You know, people, as a, our founding fathers said to us, we have an obligation to expose the tyranny and the corruption in our government. It's just not we, we ought to or we could or it's a possibility or it's a, it's a, uh, a way left open to us. It said we have an obligation to address corruption and lying and uh, lack of transparency in government. We have an obligation to deal with it. <clears throat> Pfizer had done, you know, it's amazing to me how pregnant women would actually, this is amazing. They must be amazing philanthropic souls because they not only put their own lives at risk, but they risk the life of their child being carried, volunteering to be guinea pigs for the jab. And something like a third of the women that were pregnant lost their children during that trial. Did, did anybody tell you about that? This is what I'm talking about, lying. The government is lying to it. Did you ever get an operation? I've had a number of them now. <coughs> it's called informed consent. And you know how they come and they, they, they read your stuff on the page and they say, if you agree to this, sign this. They come in and say, repeat that. Tell me what we're going to do for you. Are we gonna, we're going to work on your right leg. Can you say, can you point to that leg, please? In other words, they do double, triple, quadruple confirmation on what eye they're going to work on, what leg they're going to work on, what part of your body they're going to work on, what your name is, what your social is. They want to make sure that the work is done properly on the right part of the body and you're the right patient over and over and over. And they do informed consent. You're agreeing to this. You're agreeing to that. You're agreeing. You're not allergic. You're not right. All that's called informed consent. And all of these people took this jab, and you know what our doctors in our local area said? This should scare the hell out of you. They said this jab was, please take it. We have, and our families have, which I don't believe, but they said we have taken it. It's safe. It's effective. And it's been well-tested. 
And do you know that there's doctors now that they're too embarrassed to come forward and saying they have, they have uh, injuries, vaccine injuries. They have neuropathy. They have problems walking, balance problems, leg problems. But people are embarrassed because what they were warned about from lay people, citizens, and a handful of doctors, they believe the government over other people. Pfizer and the CDC, through the strong arming of the government, made the judgment call that women don't need to worry about taking the vaccine or know about potential side effects to fertility when making the decision to take it. In many cases, women were mandated to take it or they were going to lose their jobs. Where are the, I'm going to ask you this, where are the feminists screaming from the rooftops regarding the injustice of the damaged women and their, and their babies? Well, there's, there's what we call censoring, and it's happening on all the media platforms. Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Google, all of them are, have up till now, all of them have been censoring any negativity about the jab. So we're getting ready to take a break. We're at the halfway point in the, uh, the show. We got three more segments to go and, uh, we'll be right back. I want to talk about the case of pro-life activist Mark Houck for the simple reason that if it can happen to Mark Houck, it can happen to anybody. We're not talking here about Trump. We're not talking here about even the people who, on their own initiative, went to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. We talk about a guy who's involved in politics, but really not even so much at the ideological or partisan level, more at the ethical level. Mark Houck is a a dad, he is a a really nice guy, and he's a really dedicated guy. So here's a fellow who drove two hours each way, once a week, to do sidewalk counseling. And he would try to persuade uh, women who are heading in to have an abortion that that's not a good idea, that that there are other options available to them. And he does this in a, a loving way, and he does this in a a way that is looking out for the welfare of these women and also of their unborn, also of their unborn. Well, it turns out that on October 13, 2021, Mark Houck, accompanied by his 12-year-old son, and that in itself is interesting. He apparently was a a dad who had a good relationship with his son. His son, too, was involved in pro-life activism. The two of them go together. What happens is an escort at the Planned Parenthood facility uh, starts uh, harassing Mark Houck's son. Not Mark, but his son. And he starts making crude and antagonistic remarks and kind of going in the son's face. And what does Mark Houck do? He pushes him away. He pushes him away. So the guy evidently claims that he, quote, fell back. But um, 
according to uh, reports at the time, he didn't have any wounds. He didn't have any injuries. It's not like he fell on his head and cracked his head open. None of that. By the way, there was someone called the local officials. They came on the scene. They looked around. They go, okay, well, this was an argument. Not, not, there seems to be no harm done. Now, the escort, the fellow who got pushed, filed a criminal complaint, but it was thrown out. In fact, it was thrown out because the guy didn't even bother to show up uh, in court. Uh, and so uh, immediately after that, the DOJ gets involved. And what do they do? They accuse Mark Hauck. Well, first of all, they raid his house. 15 to 20 armed FBI agents arresting him in front of his wife and children. Think of the, the, the kind of trauma of that alone. Then they accuse him of violating the FACE Act. And the FACE Act basically says you can't interfere with the provision of reproductive services. You can't interfere, for example, with a woman, let's say, who, is, who, is, who has made the decision and is getting an abortion. You can't block that from taking place. This, of course, is at a time when Roe versus Wade was in effect and abortion was obviously legal across the country. So Mark Huck is facing 11 years in prison. Imagine if this dad, this good guy, for pushing some guy, for getting in the face of his kid, is gets 11 years. And think of the injustice of that. And the DOJ is okay with this. In fact, they're pushing for it. Well, the Thomas More Society, to their credit, decides to defend Mark Hawk. It goes to trial. And Mark Hawk very happily is acquitted on all charges. Now, for a while there, for a day or so, the jury was deadlocked, which I find troubling. This means that there were actually probably some people in the jury that perhaps wanted to convict him or just weren't sure. And But I'm guessing that those people were a minority and the majority prevailed on them. That's why you get the acquittal. By the way, the acquittal is produced by all jurors agreeing that he didn't do it. Now, let's just think about the, you have a FACE Act, which, by the way, is, a, 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 I think, a stupid law to have in the first place, but you have it. Um... And the law prevents you from blocking someone from getting an abortion. Well, was this escort getting an abortion? No, he's a 72-year-old male. He's obviously not getting an abortion. He wasn't being deterred from getting an abortion. He can't have an abortion. Was he in the process of uh, escorting a woman, a terrified woman, to get an abortion? No, he was by himself. There was no woman with him. So the FACE Act didn't even seem to apply here. And at one point, the judge himself acknowledged this. He says during the trial, and I'm quoting him, Quote, it appears to me that the U.S. government is stretching the statute of the FACE Act. In other words, manipulating the act to make it seem like he violated it. I think these guys were hoping that this is like January 6th and they're before a D.C. jury and they're going to get him convicted no matter what. Why? Because the government says so. They call him a bad guy, so he has to be a bad guy. Well, fortunately, the jury did not agree Fortunately, the jury looks at the facts and they go, this is absolutely absurd. The idea of putting a, what is it, a father of five or is it six? Uh, no, seven children uh, away for 11 years. Uh, the injustice of that would be really hard to take. In fact, it would in some ways make you wonder what country you're living in when this kind of thing could happen. So, you know, we place a good deal of confidence in these juries. And in this case, as in some other cases, Kyle Rittenhouse case, for example, the jury looks at the facts and the jury comes to, I think, the right conclusion. Happy to say Mark Hauck is a free man. I'm actually going to try to get him on the podcast. It'd be great to hear from him directly. Uh, far from being a criminal, I think this guy is a role model. He's obviously somebody who has strong convictions, convictions about what is right. He's also, in a way, being the leader of his 
family. He's providing an example to his family. And there is his son following in his footsteps. His son, by the way, testified on his behalf in the trial, a trial that I'm happy to say produced a good outcome. Well, some people did something, and those beautiful people did a fantastic thing today. They kicked Ilhan Omar off of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and AOC and Rashida Tlaib, I call her Raz, Rashida Tlaib, she looks like Raz, where's your paperwork, Wazowski, we're watching you. They had meltdowns on the House floor, bigger and more beautiful than anybody's ever melted down before. Believe me, it really was fantastic. But Ilhan Omar is no longer on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Instead, she's on the Domestic Affairs Committee. Just her and her brother, a domestic affair. It's a disgusting thing what she did. But now she's off the committee because some people did something. And it was amazing, believe me. Grab your gold and get your head. Leave your worries on your doorstep. Life can be complete. Can't you hear the bitter pet? And that happy tune is yours, Dad. Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of a street. All right, well, if you got a problem, if, you're, if your plumbing isn't working right, your toilet's not working right, the, it won't flow either way, water coming in, going out, it's fouled up. And you need things to be straightened out quick. One place to call is Thrifty Rooter. And they have been around this area for almost 50 years. And they're serving Yuba Sutter and I think some of the surrounding counties like Butte and Nevada and Calusa. And they also do Lincoln, California, which is in Placer County. They're really easy to get a hold of. If you're one, you could go to their internet site, which you could message them right from their internet site you can double check there and see what they do in terms of plumbing and that's thriftyrooter.net r-o-o-t-e-r thriftyrooter.net and there they tell all the amazing things that they do for you for instance if you're out in the rural area and you handle your own septic system they'll tell you how they can remedy your septic problems for you they do that and they can empty your septic system very quickly. So they do a lot of tricky stuff like that, and, and they get there quickly. That's been my experience with talking to friends of mine that use them. Thrifty Rooter gets there quickly and gets a job done quickly. So thriftyrooter.net, you can call them on a landline at 530-673-8201, 673-8201. If you have addiction problems, any kind of addiction, if you need uh, help with alcoholism, fentanyl, opiates, meth, whatever, you can reach Dr. Cassidy. He and I are working together on this. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my involvement. I'm not a doctor, but I help with logistics with him. Dr. Joe Cassidy works at Peachtree Health at 530-749-3242, 749-3242. On the cards we hand out, we actually include getting... Narcan, if you need some Narcan, we'll give it to you. And also, we have some fentanyl strips. So, if you need, if you just need Narcan and fentanyl strips, you can just call me. I'll give you my number in a second. But if you need, if you want to really get off and get uh, clean, we can help you do that. 
and and not everybody takes the same path. We'll help you get there. But uh, if you'll make an appointment, it's 530-749-3242 for Dr. Cassidy. And just tell him you need help with addiction. He will he will meet your need. If for some reason you can't get through on that uh, auto attendant line, Peachtree Health, you could text him one time, not blow up his phone, but text him during the day at 530-682-8648, 682-8648. And uh, give your name, your phone number, and uh, just put addiction. So if you want just Narcan or some strips to test your your drugs to see if you, that has Narcan in it, a lot of people don't think they're using Narcan. They, they think they bought, they asked for and bought something else, but the, they have Nar, Nar, Narcan's in there, even in some marijuana if you're buying marijuana. So uh, that's bad news. I mean, not it doesn't have Narcan in it. It has fentanyl in it, and so it's bad news. So this, the test strips test for fentanyl. So you can test your own drugs to see whether you really got what you got. At least it's going to tell you that it did or didn't didn't have fentanyl in it, which may save your life. So you can reach me at 530-713-1838, 713-1838. If you can't get it through Peachtree, you can't get appointment or with Dr. Cassidy fast enough, just dial me up. Or if you just need some Narcan or you want some fentanyl strips, I'll turn you on to them. No cost, okay? 530-713-1838. You can call or text me anytime you want, and we'll get you some help. And we're, we do this because we see so many people getting help. If I, if I wasn't seeing any success, I'd quit. But I'm seeing all kinds of people getting help. And uh, so I just want to give you a shout-out that the biggest secret in town is all the people that used to do drugs. Did you hear that uh, for Biden's presidential talk last night, the Democrat, I don't even know how the Democrats can just go out and do this. I don't know whether they just got a stash of money that they don't have to ask any permission. <clears throat> but they went out and they put a, a fence around the entire White House. Now, we, they won't allow anybody to put up a wall at the southern border, but they'll fence all their own houses, including Biden's house. And they'll fence the White House or the wherever they had their speaking engagement last night. I know what, I don't know whether they spoke from the congressional headquarters or whatever, but they fenced the whole thing. Unbelievable. And yet they just allow people to come in. The other thing that's really odd, I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, Mayor Adams of New York. You know how people have been coming across the border and then some of these border states are fed up with it because they don't want it to happen. They've been busing people to northeastern cities like New York and Boston, things like that. And so Mayor Adams of New York is now giving illegal aliens from the southern border they're paying for bus tickets with your tax dollars and mine for them to go to a border city at Canada and then taxi across. They give them all the money to leave the country. Now, it's interesting that they would send them out the north side of the country without any foo-for-all, 
but they won't send them out of the south side of the country where they that's where they're from so they're sending them to canada is it do, do you see the hypocrisy here folks it's unbelievable and uh, that is the type of government that we have uh they're just they're crazy adams mayor adams went to the border and was shocked by what he saw there but he didn't care about it because he was a long way from the border until they brought the border to Mayor Adams. And then he turned around and just sent him away. <coughs> I was, uh, one day I was trying to get a building in downtown Marysville to take in women with children off the street. And it was a great building. We just needed to do a little dividing up in the building to create some dorms and a kitchen and all that kind of stuff. It was a great building. And so I talked to one of the, what I thought would be the most favorable city council people on the, he was a Mormon guy. And I thought, oh, he'll, he's probably thinking a lot like I am, help people out, help people get on their feet. And I talked to this Mormon city councilman and I asked him about it, if he'd be in favor of it. And he, if he thought it was a good idea, and he said, I think it's a horrible idea. And, uh, I said, really? He said, oh yeah. He says, I'm, I'm trying to bus people to Sacramento. Get people out of here that that don't want to work and that don't want to obey the law and that, that are homeless, that are they're down on their their luck. If that old term, I don't really believe that, but the term "down on your luck," you know, you're hurting. He said, "I want to send them to Sacramento." I thought, just well, how's that solve anything? Why don't we just fix them? Why don't we work with them and fix them? It's interesting because I, you know, I, I'm a church guy, but it was a church guy in town years ago he's now left the area nice guy and uh he had a small church out in yuba city and and uh one day the the comment came up about people calling that had needs called the church the reason people do that is they think the church might help and uh many times they don't like to kind of help the church offers but that they would call the church for help and so some churches have a secretary. Other churches have an answering machine. He had an answering machine. And he used to say, oh, yeah, I get calls like that all the time. I just, I just, I just delete them because we don't want those type of people in our church. And, and we said, well, you know, a lot of times it's single parent or something. There's drug problems. There's abuse, this, that, and the other thing. So well, I don't, there's, there's no money in a single parent. So I don't want to. I don't want them to attend in our church. They're no. They're not an asset to the church. There's some screwy thinking in our country today, people, both in the spiritual sector, and in the political sector. There's some really screwy thinking, and uh, we need to. Uh, whatever we're thinking, if it's the right thing, we need to be sharing and having an influence. Uh, regarding this whole area. So, uh, do you remember, <coughs> do you remember life before TSA? Remember TSA starting under George Bush, Transportation Security Administration? Remember that? Remember that when we just used to go in the airport and you just got your boarding pass? And just went and sat and waited till they said, "Come on, get on the plane." 
right? They never even checked you over, right? You checked in your luggage and you just went to get on a boarding pass and you got on the plane. Remember those days? No taking your pants off, no, t- no getting fondled, no taking your belt off, no taking your coat off, no, no unpacking your computer, no taking, you know, on and on. I mean, I could go through 50 things, right? So out of the blue, the TSA was created, and they get uh, they get millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they just uh, the transportation administration is receiving four hundred million dollars, not for their budget, for employee pay raises. Sixty-one more million to hire more employees. And their complaint is that they don't get paid as other as much as other federal employees. For more than 20 years, they have been supposedly combating airplane airplane related terrorism. They've never to there's no record of them ever stopping a single attack or routinely uh even stop a lot of weapons and other substances. They routinely miss weapons. It's not like they don't occasionally catch them, but they routinely miss weapons and other illegal substances from being smuggled aboard a commercial aircraft. Federal government today is more than $30 trillion in debt, and they borrowed near, and borrowing nearly 50 cents of every dollar spent each month. Why are we even doing this TSA anyway? Every time you go through, every time I go through, the rules change. It's unbelievable. So they're now wanting equity pay with other federal employees. Because you know when they came on, we were kind of like ex-welfare babes and guys that they just gave a a basic job to to have them watch the x-ray machines and pat people down. Remember that, how that worked? Well, it's been going on now for 20 years. Amazing. We've just adjusted to it, right? Just like all this other craziness, we've adjusted to it. You just put up with it. And for good reason. I mean, good reason. I mean, you're trying to get go see your grandkids. You're trying to go on vacation. If you're, sometimes it's work or you're doing, we do missions work around the globe and we're trying to help people somewhere else so we don't want to throw a big fit and not get to fly if we're trying to really make a difference in somebody's life, right? So, amazing. Do you remember the the discussion about green energy and how fossil fuels were destroying the world and uh, drilling for them was polluting the world and and burning them was polluting the world. And it's the dirtiest type of resource we have to keep our industries going and keep our houses warm and propel our cars around. You remember all those deals? And and really the answer was in electric and in other forms of energy. <clears throat> and you and they now teach it in our schools as if it's the gospel truth, the same way they teach you in the schools that you came from a monkey. And they teach you in schools that there is such a thing as climate change that's caused by humans. It's all a big lie. 
And so they went crazy building these fantastic propellers in the sky, massive. The motors on them are like a school bus large. The propellers have huge wingspans. In fact, they're made out of some kind of a composite that will never break down throughout the history of the world unless maybe the whole world catches a fire and it melts them all. But all of a sudden, many of them are failing, falling over, pieces breaking off the, the, the actual blades, catching on fire. What do you do with a, a broken windmill? They've already maligned the environment, look horrible, chopped up all kinds of birds. Now there's words that I, I've never noticed. I've never got right out, right out near one, but I guess they make a large sound and there's humpback whales and other kinds of creatures from the ocean that communicate that now are getting confused and ending up beaching themselves and a lot of mayors now are contacting the Biden administration say for instance a letter sent by two dozen or by a dozen New Jersey mayors to federal and state officials last week calling for an immediate moratorium on offshore wind farms. Why? Because there's a thing called eco or echo location that whales use to communicate and to know where everybody is out in the ocean. Above our hearing, but the sound of the Windmills, I call them blur bender, blenders, are interfering. The loud turbines are interfering with the echolocation of whales, and they're actually getting dislocated or mislocated and ending up beaching themselves. It's interesting. There's just hypocrisy everywhere. One of the reasons to oppose Trump's border wall was environmental what do you think that is that's animals will not have the freedom to run from country to country just like humans won't therefore the democrat says this is a total injustice and indignity to the animals but what about bird blenders that are now destroying the the ocean life literally killing whales with crappy windmills, wind turbines. You remember when Obama was president? You remember when there, long, long ago there was a concern over the survival, survivability of eagles? And so they said, you can't shoot eagles anymore, and we need to allow them to breed and nest <coughs> without problems so they will flourish again well eagles started to flourish but then when the bird blenders got put up i'm not talking about a handful of birds tens of thousands of birds get caught with those the mill the the wind blades going around kills them so the power industry came to the obama administration and act act asked for an exemption 
from the laws that they could go ahead and kill eagles to produce this socially acceptable green energy. Now, it's interesting that green energy now, with all the Audubon, Audubon Society and the Sierra Club, who are always against fossil fuels, you know why? Because they're being funded by Russia and the Venezuela and all the big oil industry nations because they want us to shut down our oil so they will make more on their oil. So what the Sierra Club and all these eco-fascists want, they want the money to fight that so they're, they'll nuzzle up to their enemy that also is doing oil to stop our oil. So the hypocrisy is that the the very societies that want birds to flourish are, are endorsing birds being killed in order to stop fossil fuel completely. Is that crazy or what? So we're, we oppose a border wall because we want animals to run freely back and forth, but they can't freely fly back and forth in a windmill field. field. <clears throat> So we'll see what happens with wind turbines and see if that gets resolved. We're at the end of our fifth segment, so uh, we got uh, two spots to go here. We'll be right back. After the Russians secured Pentagon-run biolabs in Ukraine, the U.S. Embassy was caught deleting proof of this from their website. And when the Russians shared documents showing the Ukrainian Minister of Health ordering employees of these biolabs to destroy all deadly pathogens, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio asked the U.S. State Department if there was any truth to this. Undersecretary Victoria Newland not only confirmed the presence of the labs, but confirmed that they contain weaponized biological agents that they now fear the Russians will indiscriminately use to start a world war. The Pentagon calls them bio-research labs and containment labs and claim their clandestine operation is all somehow in self-defense but they are admittedly creating and storing weaponized biological material. And so these biolabs are in violation of Article 1 of the Prohibition on Biological Weapons. During the past couple years, citizens of the world have been getting an advanced education on bioweapons. And the very same crooks we see foisting the Great Reset medical tyranny are involved in the Ukrainian bioweapons labs. This is all being paid for with tax dollars through the Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the DTRA. U.S. company Black & Veatch has been working closely with the DTRA building bioweapons labs since 2003. Black & Veatch share an office in Kiev with Metabiota, who signed an $18.4 million contract with Black & Veatch in 2014. 
Metabiota got their start in 2015 with funding from Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, who gave Metabiota $30 million to help protect the world from the spread of epidemics. This is the very same Rosemont Seneca that was mysteriously wired $3.5 million from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. And the very same Metabiota partnered with Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, the group that Dr. Fauci used to funnel money to the Wuhan lab for gain-of-function research in 2014. In 2014, Metabiota, EcoHealth Alliance, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology were together researching infectious diseases deriving from Chinese bats. Metabiota is working with known CIA front InQtel. It is funded by the U.S. Department of Defense, the NIH, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Google, and the National Geographic Society. Metabiota's founder, Nathan Wolf, sits on the board of EcoHealth Alliance and is a member of DARPA's Defense Science Research Council. In 2012, he wrote a book titled The Viral Storm, The Dawn of a New Pandemic Age, wherein he thanked his friends, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and biotech venture capitalist Boris Nikolic. Boris Nikolic was named Jeffrey Epstein's successor executor upon his death. Wolf has also been seen hanging out with Ghislaine Maxwell on multiple occasions. He is also one of Klaus Schwab's young global leaders, trained on how to enact the Great Reset Agenda being directed by the World Economic Forum. Russia claims the Pentagon has over 30 biolabs in the Ukraine alone. China claims they are operating 336 biolabs in 30 different countries. And now, members of our corrupt U.S. government are saying this is all a Russian conspiracy and that we should soon expect a false flag attack from Russia. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. fifth segment and I wanted to give a shout out to Elite Universal Security I was talking to Monty Hecker yesterday and said Monty bring me up to date <clears throat> what's shaking with you guys out there they have a security firm that they started in Yuba County many many years ago decades ago and now it's expanded all the way to the Oregon border that's a ways and they're scattered he was telling me all the counties that they were in and so instead of naming them all I'm just going to tell you if you have any interest in needing some security done or he says right now louis said we got more jobs and we got people and he said we really need people so he was mentioning off we got a lot of work up in chico and wairica and all over the north state uh that we could use people so if you're up there listening to the show and you think oh i could i'd like to be a do that guard work 
or maybe you don't want full time. Maybe you're you already did 40 years of work in some other industry, and you think, oh, I could use probably 10, 12, 20 hours a week extra money because of this inflation, right? Well, you could get on with Elite Universal Security, and they will help train you. They have some training online, but you could come down to Yuba County, get trained. They'll get to they, there's some sort of kind of a guard card that you get through the, from the state once they put you through the training. And uh, but you go to work in your neighborhood, in your in your town, but they be employed by this company down here, Elite Universal Security. So if you have any interest, uh, give them a call at five three zero seven four nine. 0280-749-0280. They have a couple websites, Elite Universal Security, and then just add .com or api-academy.com, api-academy. Uh, if you need a job done, if you, uh, you know, you, you may need some, uh, I think they do a lot of guarding around the school campuses up there in Chico. So if you have a school, maybe university or junior college, <clears throat> and you need some guard work done, or uh, you're a government agency, or you're a business, a big corporate business, and you need to set up a guard system, people getting in and out of your business. Whatever your needs are, they can help you, and uh, all you need to do is give them a call at 530-749-0280. If you just bought a handgun or you're thinking about buying one, you need to go through some training. They can help you with that as well. And um, when I mentioned Greenest Construction, that's uh, green with ETZ on the end, Greenest Construction. They constantly are posted on my Facebook feed, new kitchens they've redone. They always do the before and after shot and show how they change the blueprints, you know, from the old design to the new design. Really very inspiring and uh, amazing. So if you want, if you're thinking about getting your kitchen or bath redone, I just go, encourage you to go to greenitsconstruction.com, check their photos out and how they do business, then go over to their Facebook page called Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook and uh, check it out. And then if you have an interest, you, you might be able to just text or email right off those sites, or you could text or email, text or call 530 530- Six eight two nine six zero two five three zero six eight two nine six zero two, and finally we got the plumbing doctor Ted Holmes, who's putting together a team. If you're interested in going to Mexico, if you're a contractor and you want to go to Mexico and help work for a few weeks, uh, you could stay as long as you want, less or more. <clears throat> uh, he's putting together a team of volunteers to go down and work on an orphanage down there, and uh, you can reach him at five three zero six seven one nine one one one. If you have any kind of plumbing problem, like I've had plumbing problems, not just where I had a <clears throat> plug in the line, but where I had a, a leak in the line in the wall, and uh, or, or I had to take a whole faucet assembly out and had to pull the wall out. So they even do the contracting where they'll, they'll remove the wall, put the wall back, and uh, redo your plumbing uh, or replumb your house if it needs be. So you can reach them at the plumbing doctor. They do all the line cleanouts as well you can reach them at 530-671-9111 671-9111 all right so um i want to talk about something that i played this clip before <coughs> a lot of times people people get 
there's a there's an argument going on in Sutter County because they wanted a one percent sales tax increase for fire and police or fire and sheriff, and people rejected it because they thought, hey, we're tired of paying seven hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand dollars for a payroll for one person, five hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, three hundred thousand for psychiatrists, three hundred and thirty thousand for a CAO million dollar CAO office. We're just tired of paying this. It's just like there's the rich. It's like communism. There's the rich elite. And then there's the people that are the servants that got to work their tails off to support that. And they're tired of it. And so, uh, people are questioning a lot about the, the management of Sutter County and also Yupa County. But right now the fight is on in Sutter County because people are, are looking closely at how, how they're spending their money, and they're tired of spending money on ridiculous salaries for government employees. It's out of line. No, we're not embarrassed to say it, and we'll keep saying it. Uh, and whether or not something gets done or not, we're just going to keep saying it. And so not every, not every city, not every county does business the way the counties that we're located in here in Northern California do it. And uh, I, I became, uh, I stumbled across Sandy Springs, Georgia, a number of years ago and ran across a YouTube uh, video put together by the Reason Foundation. Uh, and it's called The City That Privatized Nearly Everything. And you can look that up, Sandy Springs, Georgia, and you could hear the story. And the story is told by two economists that were both living in Sandy Springs. That in Fulton County, that's right adjacent to Atlanta, Georgia. So Atlanta, Georgia is in Fulton County, Georgia. So Georgia's the state, Fulton County's the county, and Sand and Sandy Springs, and Atlanta, Georgia's the city, right? Sandy Springs is the city. So they're adjacent to each other, but before it was a city that people wanted to be incorporated, they wanted the benefits of the city. So they this this is a nice area of of uh, Fulton County. <coughs> A lot of uh, well-to-do people live there. And they said, we want to be an annexed to the city. And they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They kept dragging their feet. So two decades went by. And so finally, the two economists that happened to live out there, they were retired economists. They finally got legislation passed to start their own city. And they called it, I guess, I don't know what it was called, Sandy Springs anyway, even though it was not a city. But they became city they came, became a chartered city and instead of just going out and hire all, all kinds of employees they only had four or five employees in the main office and all the rest of the work was subcontracted out the running of the city was a public private partnership together with ch2m hill that's the name of a, of a corporation and their one of their jobs or businesses is to run uh i mean provide municipal services so you don't hire all the people you don't fire all the people you just hire them to do it like the sewage plant <clears throat> cleaning the city streets garbage doing the parks paving the roads repairing signs that get run over by a car right they do all the public works right so they just hired one firm ch2m hill to provide full-service operations, right? So they saved. Uh, so what they didn't what they didn't sub out was fire 
or law enforcement, and there's one other area that they didn't sub out. However, they did not pay a guaranteed benefit for them, so they incurred no infinite debt. So in other words, they gave them a salary, plus they had some kind of an investment system, but once the person retired, the city had no obligation to them anymore. Just like when I've retired or I left businesses, I took whatever I gained from that business with me. So um, the city is the sixth largest in the state. It has 93,853. And uh, they set up a system where they just have a very small handful of executive-type employees that manage (coughs) all these people that work for them, the firms. So in other words, when you pay CH2M Hill $25 million a year, then your obligation to them is over. You don't owe any retirement to their people. You don't owe any pensions to their people. You don't owe the people anything. So when you think, oh, that's a lot of money to run a city. Well, no, not really. That's less than half, according to the economists that set this up, what they would have paid if they would have set up their own employee system and their own departments and their own retirement funds. So they paid less than half of what they would have paid to run their city. And it's a very, very nice city. New everything. They don't have a rundown city like Marysville. So, so the public schools were one thing that they didn't, they didn't take on, that they didn't sub out, which I think is a shame. So they, they, uh, they operate public schools. The government does police officers and firefighters. Uh, so mayor Galambos at that time, I think, I think all these people have died now. They were older. They were senior citizens when they t- when they did this great work. Mayor Galambos noted that the city made a clear decision to not hand out defined benefits. That's exactly what we have with California Public Employment Retirement Fund. We made a clear decision to not give defined benefits. There's no no guaranteed fifty dollar lunch out there. So no defined benefits for police officers and firefighters in order to keep taxes low and avoid future obligations that's what we have big time in southern yuba county we do not have the money to pay the defined benefit now what we could do is define do a defined pay into formula right defined contribution formula but once you do your contribution while the person is working for you when they quit working for you you do not have to contribute anymore it's over And whatever they get out of the end, they get out of the end. Do you understand? So it says, in light of the municipal budget crisis wreaking havoc across the country, the physically conservative Sandy Springs government is proud of their radical decision, which they say has left them with no long-term liabilities. You go and they lie about this in both Yuba and Sutter counties. They lie about it. They try to distort it. They hide it. They try to play word games 
I've had supervisors play word games. Listen, people, when you can't pay your bills at the end of each month and, and have a zero debt at the end of each month, you're in financial trouble. Well, I'll say that again. When you cannot pay, when you, do, when you come up with your charge card or your, your PG&E bill or whatever you have, and you, can't, you don't have enough money to pay those, you are in financial trouble, and you need to live within your means. There is no county and city that I know of in this state of California that can pay their bills at the end of each month. They, they say they can, but they, they are not doing that. They are not paying their debt. In fact, Yuba County, the Yuba County is borrowing money from the Yuba Water Agency to pay their, their pension debt and cut down the amount of interest they're paying because it's kind of like, have you ever run out, you run out of money, so you just pay the minimum on your charge card? And they charge you interest because you're really borrowing money from them. That's exactly what the the government is doing in every county in California, all 58, and maybe many counties throughout the United States. They're letting, they're paying a debt, an interest on the debt that they owe the California Public Employment Retirement System, CalPERS. And they claim, oh, we paid all we owed this month or this year. No, you didn't. You owed it all. You owed it all, but you're just banking a payment on it. That is not that is not being financially solvent. Nobody that's got ten, fifteen, twenty thousand, hundred thousand dollars worth of debt against them is financially solvent. So that's what's going on here. That's what needs to happen in both our local counties. But the problem is you have people vested as employees in your local counties that do not want this kind of program because it eliminates their jobs. It eliminates their authority. When you have, when you have a couple contracts you, you put out to run the entire city, like instead of having a public works, you have a corporation that just is on the hook to fix everything that breaks, whether it's a stoplight, whether it's to put up a stop sign, whether it's to fix a, a hole was to fix a washout under a, an embankment. They just go out and roll. They fix it. And you have an agreement on how much those things are going to cost. And you're not paying any retirement fees. You're not paying any, any of the retirement. You're not paying any vacation. You're not negotiating for salaries. That eliminates, what do you think that eliminates? That eliminates human resources. It eliminates huge swaths of government. You certainly don't have to have as big a department. You certainly, in this this deal, they got to determine how to hire firefighters, police officers, and teachers, maybe. But you've eliminated half a government by getting rid of these other departments. Building inspection, all that kind of stuff. Permits, all that kind of stuff is gone. Listen, the current administration does not want to change anything because... Uh, they will be looked at as bad people. That's why the city of Marysville still has a police department that is still can't function after a 1% sales tax increase. If you go to the Marysville police department, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying, if you go there for services, you have to ring a buzzer and stand out in the cold weather 
to talk to a dispatcher who's who I, the times I've gone there a couple times, they couldn't come to the door cause they were busy and there was no one in the house to talk to you. I couldn't get my business taken care of that. That could, that could be changed overnight by simply the Yuba County Sheriff's department taking over the policing of Marysville. Very simple. It's an entirely a duplicated system. Everything they have in the city is duplicative of the county. In fact, the county does much more than the city does. The county does uh, water rescues. The t- county handles all the dead bodies. The county handles all the public administration on people that die that they can't find their loved ones yet, so they have to secure all their their uh, assets till they find a loved one. The, the county does that all already. The county does all the dead bodies already. The county already does rapid rescue on water. And, and search and search uh, and rescue in the foothills on horses and four-wheel drives. It would be nothing for them. It would save the city council over a million dollars a year by not having to fund their own department. But you know what keeps them? It's just habit. Hundred years of habit. Oh, well, you know, we've always been this way. I, I talk to people because when I used to be involved in trauma intervention, I would talk to people up and down the state and other states, and they would say, well, how many departments do you serve, agencies and stuff? And I'd say, well, we have this Marysville Police Department. And they said, oh, how many people do they serve? And I said, they serve 12,000 people plus passerbys. And I said, they, they serve about two point or 3.4 square miles, and they just start laughing. They said, why in the world would they fund an entirely separate department with a chief, an assistant chief, dispatchers and everything when everything's duplicated right across the street you could throw a rock and hit them that's the craziness we have in government and nobody wants it's interesting to me that somebody mentioned recently about combining in yuba and sutter counties the dispatchers why wouldn't you just just have a group of ladies and men dispatching all the departments at once very simple to do with technology today gary tyndall who just died last week He's a sheriff in the 1990s. He brought that up in the 1990s. He was the most innovative and entrepreneuring sheriff we've ever had in Yuba Sutter counties. There's been good sheriffs. I'm not saying there's all, all of them bad. I'm saying he was the entrepreneur. And he said, how about we combine all our dispatch centers? And people threw a fit and got all angry. People are just, they are addicted to stupidity is what they're addicted to. It's just a shame. Because who loses? The taxpayer loses. We get poor service, poorer service. Anybody happy about the roads? Anybody happy about the public work service in either county or city? It's horrible. You did a lot better with the private company. We'll be right back. died from from covid uh health workers were fired with, from vaccine mandates many other people were fired because of vaccine mandates um and all the issues that have come out of covid i i want to ask about how how this money has been spent 
because clearly there is a tremendous amount of waste, fraud, and abuse, and, and a lot of our, our hard-earned taxpayers' dollars spent on things that don't even make sense that they've been spent on. Um, so, Mr. Dodaro, if you don't mind answering a few of my questions, um, can you tell me, as our comptroller of the United States, how much uh, COVID cash was given to abortion? I do not know that answer. I don't have that answer. Oh, okay. So I do. I can tell you, Planned Parenthood clinics received eighty billion in COVID relief loans, um, which is hard to understand how that happened. Um, Mr. Dodaro, can you tell me how much money COVID cash went towards diversity, equity, and inclusion, or racism issues? Again, I we have not looked at that issue, so I don't know. Oh, geez. Well, I can tell you the Pennsylvania Humanities Council did receive $1.4 in relief and used it for equity and geographic diversity. Uh, I'm not sure how that helped in, in a pandemic time. Um, Mr. Dodaro, can you tell me uh, how, much, how much COVID cash went to CRT? CRT? Critical race theory in education. It's, it's a racist right. uh, uh, curriculum used to teach children uh, that somehow their white skin is not equal to black skin and other things in education. Yeah. Uh, no, I do not know that. But I, I do know that there's f provisions that the uh, federal funds generally are not used, they're supposed to be used for curriculum. Oh. Uh, that it's a state. Oh, Mr. Dodaro, I have to tell you, in Illinois, they, they received $5.1 billion um, at, at an elementary school there that, that used it for equity and diversity. Um, so it's, it's being used for these things. Uh, Mr. Dodaro, can you tell me how much money was given to Drag Queen Story Hour? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Who? Drag Queen Story Time, where, where men dress up oh, as oh, women oh. And, and read confusing yeah. books to children. Yeah. First I thought you said dry clean. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know the answer to either one of those two. Oh, we need to look into this, and I, I urge you to do that. Um, they, uh, Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Pennsylvania received $16,000 uh, for drag queen story time uh, from, from COVID cash. Um, I think this is an issue that needs to be looked into. A lot of this money went to things that it should have never gone to, and I thank you so much, and I yield back the remainder of my time. The gentlewoman is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The pandemic is over. Joe Biden has said so. I don't know why he's waiting until May to do something about it, but the pandemic is over. It's time for the federal government to get back to the work. It's far past time for the policies of the federal government to reflect this reality and the policies of hardworking Americans and for federal employees to show up and get the job done. In my district, the Bureau of Land Management headquarters was a hot topic of, um, of debate because this administration's, uh, one of their first actions, they wanted to take that from my district and move it back to Washington, D.C. But why so haste? Why so fast to do this? No one's going to work. The building is empty. They didn't have anywhere to bring the employees to a new building here. And in fact, the, building, the employees that they did relocate to Washington, D.C. still only show up to work one day a week. And according to one disturbing report by the Federal Times, just one in three federal workers has returned to their full-time job. Equally disturbing, 
a leaked memo from January 2021 to then Chief of Staff of the Department of Health and Human Services showed that between 20 and 30 percent of the department's employees did not log into work on any given day between March and December of 2020. This negatively impacts all of our constituents. The VA has been incredibly slow to fulfill records requests that our veterans can get uh, the care that they need, the care that they deserve. The Social Security Administration faces a massive backlog of appeals. And as of last month, the IRS had a backlog of 2.5 million returns from 2022 that are still unprocessed. This Republican-led Congress is moving to end Biden's emergency powers. He won't do it at the executive level. We have created these agencies, we fund these agencies, and now we are demanding that these federal employees get back to work. My husband and I read that book years ago, and it was the five love languages. Have y'all read that? It works, it really does. There's five prominent love languages, and it'll tell you what your husband's prominent love language is. He'll find out what yours is. So at night, Y'all can sit on the couch and feed each other y'all's love language. And then your love tank feels full. If you don't, your husband's liable to go to work and is standing by the water fountain and some whore comes in <laughs> and feeds him his love language and then he feels a tingle <laughs> and then Satan swoops in. All right, we're here for the last 20-minute uh, segment, and then we're going to call it a day. And I want to mention one couple that I'd <clears throat> like you to help if, if, you, if you have a need for their service, and that's uh, Ira and Gina Burroughs, and they are friends of mine. And I met Ira because he's, I, I've, I learned he, the first time I met him at the church, I, I saw him at different meetings I was attending. I learned, oh, this guy's a firefighter. And I thought, oh, because of my involvement with firefighting, I thought, oh, that's cool. I want to get to know this guy. And he, he, I said, where are you a firefighter? He said, oh, I'm a firefighter in San Francisco. He'd been a firefighter down there for, I think, almost 14 years. And then COVID hit. And uh, they said everybody in the San Francisco Fire Department, San Francisco Police Department, had to take the jab. And he said, not going to take the jab. And uh, so they said, well, therefore, you're, you're out of a job. So they put him on administrative leave for a while, and then I think they just simply fired him. So uh, that's illegal. But, you know, during COVID, the government, the government doesn't, they make laws, but they don't follow their own laws. So they, they break laws all the time. They break uh, protocols in court. Uh, they jerk people around. They manipulate people. Uh, they try to hurt people. And uh, they got too much power, and they know it. So Ira Burroughs um, lost his job, and so 21 of the firefighters sued the city of San Francisco and the fire department itself and the fire chief, et cetera, et cetera. And, but in the meantime, Ira needed to support himself because he lives here in the Yuba Sutter area with his wife and five children. So they started a business. I don't know whether they're going to do it forever, but um, 
he's not firefighting right now. And, and they are working their way through the court system, which they're being somewhat successful so far because uh, they're liable to be getting all back pay and overtime pay and all lost this and lost that and maybe get offered their jobs back. Who knows? But they, uh, Ira and Gina started a uh, business called the YS or Yuba Sutter Junk Angel. YS Junk Angel. And, ju- and you could go to their website at ysjunkangel.com. But you could text or call them at 530-329-3113, 329-3113. So if you needed to clean out your garage or you, you had a piece of property that somebody just trashed all over, maybe it's a rental that somebody's trashed, left, left a big mess, and you just need somebody to go in and muck it out and get it out of there and get it to the dump, or you got some big items that need to be put in a trailer and get got out of there, you can give this Ira and Gina a call at 530-329-3113, or as I mentioned, a text, and they'll do it for you. And they are lovely people. I know them. I see them all the time. And they got some great kids. And they have gone through a tragedy because uh, they wouldn't, they didn't believe that their employee, employer had the right to decide after they had been employed there that that if you don't take this jab, if you don't do, go through this medical procedure, uh, you no longer have a job here. I think, oh, that's amazing. How could you create rules like that where it forces people out? Hmm. Kind of interesting. Well, I want to talk to you for a minute about, uh, oh, hold on a second. Sorry, I... I need to keep my throat wet because I got kind of scratchy throat today. I want to mention two things that you might be interested in. There's two conferences coming up in March, and uh, one is free and one costs a little, but it's really good. And you can't put things on for nothing, right? So sometimes Glad Tidings puts on a lot of things free, and they're putting on the Isaiah 61 conference. The title is Get Free, Stay Free, Help Others Get Free. And uh, this course has been taught now all over the world. They teach it two or three times a year here in Yuba Sutter, but then they take it to all over Europe, been all over the place, Europe, Hawaii, all over the place. Uh, so you can go to that for free. It starts on March 6th. That's a Monday. It starts at 9 a.m. in the morning. And it goes to March 10th. And so there's day classes and night classes. So you may not be able to attend at all, but you can attend what you, you can go and dip into what you can. Uh, you can, the workbook, it costs a few bucks, but you, you don't need to buy the workbook if you don't want. They'll even let you record the course. And uh, you, it may be, you may be able to watch online as well. So if you're interested, you might go on churchofgladtidings.com website, churchofgladtidings.com, and just go over on events, click over on events, and it should pop up all the events coming up. And again, this is March 6th through March 10th. So it ends on a Friday, starts on a Monday, ends on a Friday. And I think it just goes like a half day on Friday. But uh, Monday, it starts at uh, 9 a.m. and 
it, it's a it's a great deal. It it isn't like being in class all day. There's breaks and you go for lunch and maybe they'll take an extra hour. They do pray for people and spend some off teaching time praying for people. So it's it's a uh, amazing course and I would recommend it to anybody. So it, particularly if you're interested in the supernatural, de- demonic, the demonic forces and people that have ongoing problems that don't seem to be able to get rid of them. So if that's you, go. you can go check it out. Isaiah, it's called the Isaiah 61 Conference, March 6th through 10th. Okay, the other one is Encounter 2023. <coughs> the host of this is Liz Wright. She's been here before, spoke many times, but there's other great speakers. I'll get kind of a better description about them. But Katie Souza is going to be here, and we've used her books uh, the Key to My Expected End, I think that's one of her books. I, I think that's the title. Key to the Expected End or My Expected End. We've used cases of those at the Yuba County Jail. And uh, she once had, had a lot of problems in her life, was a meth methamphetamine user, a drug dealer, and ended up in prison. Got her life changed around. as an amazing speaker nowadays and helping people get free and do well. And uh, Katie Sousa is her name, but there's also Dr. Brent's Ben Brian Simmons, Richard Gordon, Jackie Baker, Thomas Davis. All of them are going to be speaking, and that starts March 23. You can find out all. There's an ex- explanation of all the speakers and stuff on the website. If you go to uh, same thing, churchofgladtidings.com, look at events, click on Encounter t- 2023. We're really just hosting this uh, conference, but it's going to be um, incredible. You can watch online or you can attend. It's March 23, starts at 7 o'clock, and the last sessions of uh, oh, March 23, 7 into the night, and then March 24th, 9.30 start, March 25, 9.30 start. So check it out. It does That one costs money. It's very cheap if you want to watch online. I think it's less than $10, I think, if you want to watch online. But if you could come, uh, if you're local, uh, obviously that's a, a good option and but you can check out the speakers uh, but Liz Wright is in just if two of the speakers Liz Wright and Katie Sousa are worth worth the uh, price of admission at least so anyway I'm just want to let you know those are coming up if you're interested churchofgladtidings.com events page is where you can find all all there is about it <coughs> oh by the way I I spoke up at a uh, a church up in Nevada County I pinch hit for some other folks. Um, it's called uh, Glad Tidings, Nevada County, GTNC. And it started up there during COVID. And um, there was no churches open up there. So a lot of Nevada County people are coming down to Glad Tidings, which didn't close. So uh, we helped started. We said, hey, why don't we just launch a meeting up there? And so we rented a hall, Banner Hall, B-A-N-N-E-R, um, it's, uh, if you are on highway 20 and you take McCourtney road by the fairgrounds, go South on McCourtney off the freeway or the, the main highway, highway 20, take McCourtney road to banner community hall. Uh, they meet there on Sunday evenings at five o'clock. So if you're up there in the foothills and it's, and you're looking for a church and it's a convenient place. And they meet at five, and I like it because it's kickback. They have coffee, 
afterwards you they actually have a meal together if you want to hang around for some hot food so i was up there speaking sunday night and uh really enjoyed the people i've been up there before but i just thought to give you a shout out some of you may not may be listening from the foothills and think oh i'd go to church if there was some some place closer that i liked but it's a small church it's maybe got i don't know maybe there were 75 to 100 people there but it's a smaller building too uh, but it's it's comfy. It's got a whole uh, dining room, kitchenette, and uh, it's it's cool, and cool people there that are really down to earth people and love people, and and so if you're looking for a place, uh, it's Glad Tidings, uh, Nevada County, GTNC. I don't think they have a sign on the building, but they do have a sign out in front of the building. It's a Banner Hall or Banner Community Center, something like that. And then they also have meetings uh, in homes during the week and get-togethers, and so it isn't just like a once-a-week hear some guy talk or some gal talk. They're really active in the community, <coughs> and they're, they're uh, meeting homes. They, so there is a Sunday morning meeting up there in houses, and then there's a midweek meeting somewhere else as well. Uh, so check it out if you have any interest. I, I just got a kick out of it going up there, and I like to drive up there. I like to I like Nevada County. Nevada County is a very pretty county, and it's uh, nice people up there. So I wanted to mention I got I get uh, I belong to uh, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. I'm a member. I've all, I've been a member. I was going to say I always have been a member. I can't remember when I became a member. I guess the reason I say it that way. I've been a member a long time because I learned many years ago how many thousands of dollars it's saving me as a homeowner in California. And they have actually, uh, if you go to their website, which is their initials, H-J-T-A, H-J-T-A, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Associations, H-J-T-A.org. If you go to their website, they have a, a calculator that you could put in your value of your home when you bought it. And they could tell you, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars by just you putting in those numbers, you don't have to do anything. You just put in the numbers and, and, and click on go figure. And it will figure up and tell you how much that proposition 13, which I think was passed, I think 1978, how much prop 13 saved you and you got to keep the money instead of giving it to the government. Now, unfortunately we had prop 19 that the, the people of California passed that was was like uh, endorsed by our supposed Republican assemblyman Gavin. Uh, I was going to call him Gavin Newsom, but he's kind of just the Republican version. <coughs> it's called James Gallagher, and James Gallagher, though he pretends to be a conservative, actually pushed and endorsed Prop 19, which took away the the tax benefits or tax exemption of handing off your property to your loved ones. So when you get old and you say, I want to give my property to my kids or my house or my business, my company to my kids or grandkids, if the kids are already gone, and I want them to have the my tax same tax basis so they don't get tax deaths when they take over the property. Those benefits got taken away with Prop 19, and that was James Gallagher, our supposed conservative. That's a problem in California. We have 
conservatives, supposed conservatives that are not conservative in the least. We are the highest tax people in the United States. And so Prop 13 stopped assessors from being able to just change the value of your property and, and take more money from you every year whenever they wanted. They could literally do it every year. They could revalue your property and reassess your property and take more tax dollars. And many senior citizens who had who raised their kids there, and that was their home for many years, and they now had it paid off pretty much or all, all the way, but the taxes were so exorbitant because of inflation that they couldn't stay there. So they passed this law that <clears throat> the annual increase on assessed value of a house could only be 2% a year. So I'd take 50 years to double the assessment on a house. And so that's, that's a huge help to keep people in their house. Well, you think, well, what good did it do? We have the most expensive houses in the United States. That has nothing to do with Prop 13. The reason we have the most expensive houses in the United States was, again, attributable to people like James Gallagher, Assemblyman, because they allowed the regulations on the housing industry to be so egregious and the environmental regulations to be so egregious that my contractor friend says, Lou, if you want to go build a house, besides what you have to pay for the house to be built, and the property to be purchased, you have to pay $30,000 to the building department. Well, that's ridiculous. So it's cutting down. So you have a housing shortage. Therefore, when there's a shortage of everything, the price goes up. If there's a glut of peaches, peaches are really cheap. If there's a shortage of peaches, peaches are more, more costly, right? Supply and demand. And so Prop 13 set a rule <clears throat> on when you buy something, then they, they assess it at a certain value and you pay a certain tax on it, right? A one, a 1%. But then they can't keep raising the taxes. They can't keep raising the valuation. They have to go 2% or less. That's a huge benefit. And so there's every year there's attempts made to remove prop 13. I'm telling you people, you won't give $25 or $100 or $200 to Howard Jarvis, but you'll turn around and lose a Prop 19 deal. It'll cost your, your family $10,000 in taxes, $5,000 in extra taxes. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You will not support a tried-and-true nonprofit organization that for almost for over 30 years has been saving you literally if you own a if you own property here it's been saving you whether it's <coughs> business property or private you know retail you know uh, home property you're getting saved you're saving thousands of dollars each year and you're too squinchy and you're too passive to even support this group now every year liberals are trying to remove prop 13 and they had the help of James Gallagher here two elections ago. He joined them. It's unbelievable. And many of you think he's the best thing since sliced bread. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He is not a conservative. <coughs> the real conservative we had left the assembly. I was Kevin Kiley, and he's back in Washington now, thank God. But even the Washington Tax Foundation 
is taking pot shots at Prop 13, talking trash. I'm telling you, people, go to this HJTA.org and put your information into that gadget, and it'll figure out, and it'll convince you. Many of you new homeowners don't know Howard Jarvis, never heard of Prop 13. You don't know Paul Gann and Howard Jarvis. You don't know anything in the history of the California. You don't know how good you have it. You know, it's interesting. Even with Prop 13 benefits, California still has pretty high property taxes. We may have the highest in the country if we lose Prop 13. But we're not the, we're not the lowest property taxes in the country. But it took Prop 13 to get the thing under control. I, I, I'm just pleading with you, please, Take time, if you're a homeowner, if you're a young father or mother, and you own a home, or maybe you don't have children yet, (coughs) please go to hjta.org and look, and the, the articles there are fantastic. And if you're, you know, I used to teach finances, and I used to tell people, it's not just how much money you make, it's how little money you spend. And if you're giving all your money to government, you're you're going backwards big time. So I think I'm going to call it a quits today on this one. And uh, we'll be back next week, Lord willing. And uh, do something. Go do something. Don't just be passive. See you next week. I see trees of green, red roses too. to myself What a wonderful world I see skies are blue and clouds of white The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night And I think to myself